0: Welcome to the Tech Sales Show, where we are dedicated to making you a better tech seller. Sharing tried and true sales strategies and answering your questions weekly. I am recording on Skype as well, Margaret, if you would say something sweet dokie
1: all right, Bobby, you want to kick us off?
0: I, I, I will do that I will kick us off okay. um <clears throat> here we go what's up, Brian? Hey hey Bobby. here we are. we're in part two. We got Margaret back again today, and if you missed last week's episode, go back and listen. Uh, we talked a lot about. Wolves and purpose and other things, but uh, hopefully when you listen to that episode, you will uh, think a little bit about your purpose and know the right wolf to feed. Uh, Margaret shared a story with us about two wolves, uh, parable, like a little story parable. Um, Margaret, I don't know if you have it at your fingertips, but you might reread it again if you have it close by. Um, yeah. The story really was about just feeding the right wolf, and uh, I'll let Margaret tell that story again to re of cap last week. And then we'll jump into this week's agenda.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'll kind of give it a little bit of a shortened version, but I, but you can find the longer, longer one uh, online. So, uh, and it's talking about uh, it's a, a story that comes from uh, the indigenous people, uh, the Cherokee tribe, and it's uh so a, a grandson, uh, a grandfather is teaching his grandson about life, and so it goes. A fight is going on inside me, he said to the boy. It's a terrible fight, and it's between two wolves. One is evil, and he is anger, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, and arrogance. And he continued, the other is good. And he is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness. The same fight is going on inside of you and inside of every other person too. And the grandson thought for, for a minute and then asked his grandfather, well, well which, wolf, which wolf will win? And the old Cherokee simply replied, the
0: so one you feed? Yeah, I like the story. Uh, since you first sent it, I've, I've tried to think of a way to turn it into a golf story for my son on the good, the good, happy golfer and the unhappy golfer. But it's true. We have these demons in our brain that we let overtake us often. Uh, and in this crazy time, I'm sure both at home and at work, we're all thinking about which wolf to feed and uh, we got to be careful on which one we're feeding. So if we got that mindset set. This week we're going to kind of help everybody think through what now. If, if the world is come, coming back online, uh, no pun intended, a little bit more each day, uh, what's the right approach for tech sellers of, of all calibers and tenure to be doing? Uh, how do you go about prospecting and taking care of those prospects and customers today? And then how do you be mindful of there's still a lot of rough times ahead and we all got to be thinking through those as well. So I guess with that, Brian, why don't you kick us off with what now what what do we do you're a sales manager how are you how are you firing up your team to go attack the market and hit quota
1: well it's I mean this is something that I even back in the 2008 stuff uh, this it wasn't like this you know even then you had I don't think as many people were impacted obviously folks in the financial services industry were. Massively impacted and there were some cascading effects there, too, but it it felt like there were still plenty of companies buying software and commerce was kind of flowing. And this has been very unique because uh, to a lot of the the discussion we had last week, there's a lot of emotional impact with this. Like people, it scared scared a lot of people in a lot of industries and all walks of life. And uh, so as as a sales manager, my approach has been... There are some things that we could do now and really over the past 45 days to um, kind of get territories in better shape. So that the things that we hated kind of doing as sellers, like getting contacts cleaned up in Salesforce and profiling our accounts and just learning and, and doing all those things that we hate doing when we're selling and, and probably shouldn't be doing while we're selling uh, on a full-time basis. There's a lot of that kind of stuff that can get done. Margaret, how as you as a seller, you know, how do you – how do you prioritize things? How do you look at your business right now?
2: Yeah, I think that's the very similar to, you know, actually our marketing team is like kicking butt and taking names and, and being really react and really like reactive and in a very positive way of getting great information out. And sometimes I feel like that's, you know, they're doing other things and that's not the case. But so for right now, I feel like the messages that they're sending out to people is like a hundred percent right on. And so um, instead of kind of, over, uh, you know, overwhelming even more. I think the biggest thing I'm trying to do is making sure the right people are in the system, uh, so that they're getting those messages, and then I can use the technology to to see, you know, who's engaging with it, what they're engaging with it, so that when I do uh, reach out, it's thoughtful and it's hopefully a little bit more, uh, you know, well received. So um, I agree. It's it's making sure your your house is in order, which is kind of a you know a good thing because again, I, you know, as we're all kind of going through this of ups and downs, it's, um, I, I know we're all very, very sensitive to, you know, what everyone's going through. And, uh, and sometimes it just doesn't, we don't quite have it in us to, to do, you know, a, a reach out or something like that. But we still obviously need to be working. And so to be good stewards of our business and our companies and, and making, you know, that's kind of stuff we can do, even if we're not feeling our best.
1: Yeah.
0: One thing I'll add to your point, Brian, you talked about this being a different bad than 2008 and I've lived in Houston my whole life. My tech career has been in Houston and boy, we've seen some ups and downs with the oil industry and this one's by far the worst and it seems like everyone's the worst one, but you know, that I have a really good friend who's an executive at McDonald's and, what you said, Brian, about the the financial industry—you know—it hit a pocket of the earth. It it did hit the whole earth, but the, it was much much worse in the United States than it was elsewhere. And the banks took it bad here, and the government bailed them out. And he talked about all the changes, all the hurricanes, and all the really bad that have hurt franchisees globally have always been in pockets. This is really the first time we collectively, as as a as a society, have felt this global thing that is something that none of us were prepared for. Like we weren't, you couldn't have saved enough money to to be pandemic out of, out of society. Right? So I think this is so unique for everybody that we're, we're all feeling and struggling with sort of the same thing where it's always been pockets, you know, Katrina hit the South and it was really bad, but the rest of the world could sustain that misery, you know, because it was, it wasn't confined. It was confined. It wasn't global. So this one's bad mostly because it is so broad and global. The only other thing I'll say or share with what Margaret said was it is time to work for everybody. And every company that you need to sell to or want to sell to is in the similar or same boat that we all are in. They need their business to rebound too. They need to get back to making money. They need to get back to producing revenues and taking care of their customers. So if you take that mindset that they're not just a target, they're in the same boat you're in, I think everybody could have quality conversations about talking to their customers and figuring out really what is going to happen now.
1: It's, it, and I think this is gonna further split great tech sellers and average tech sellers too. In so far as that, whereas it was you, you had to be really good at having well-researched messaging to be relevant it's even more difficult to be relevant now because you can't just say, well, since they're not in, you know, the hospital or retail, uh, I'm going to reach out to them. It's some some banking uh, you, you know, parts are doing really poorly right now. Some transportation logistics are doing really poorly right now. It, so you have to understand supply chain. You have to really research your business, research your customers. Because uh, we still are seeing a lot of the very average and poor messaging out there about, you know, in these unprecedented times, don't you want a portal to do this or that or whatever? That you see these messages on LinkedIn that are so tone deaf, and you know they're emailing those same messages out to their to customers and just getting shot to pieces. Um, so the research has, is got to be even sharper now to be relevant.
2: And yeah, I think that's a good. Oh, I'm sorry,
1: Bobby. You go ahead. I, I
0: was the, only going to say we've we've talked about it a lot on the show, but this is a time where if you don't have a story and that story is not a good story, and you don't know how to articulate your company's value and purpose and your value and purpose to a customer, you you will be seen as the average sales rep who uh, will not get the meeting or not have a chance to follow up.
2: You know, Bobby, I think that's a really really good point, and. and, uh, I heard from a couple reps this week who are are kind of new in the space that they're selling in. And uh, I remember when I was new in a a space too of, of, hey, you know, I can execute, I can connect with people, but I just don't know this specific industry well enough to offer value. You know, we talk about like, you know, what can you do right now? Well, you can offer value to your prospects and clients, you know, as, you know, as if you were a consultant, but you know, if you But if you don't have that confidence that you know your space well enough, how do you do that? And and so I think we talked about last week that when you have, when you connect, you know, stress that we're all under and you, but you connect that with that purpose, that's going to give you courage. And part of that courage is to ask for help. And that asking for help is actually going to inspire other people to ask for help. So, you know, if, if, if people are listening to this and they go, you know, I just don't really know how to, you know, how to, how to say this, you know, authentically, I think it's okay. And I think it's, that's a perfectly acceptable thing. No one expects you to have 20 years of experience when you're 18 months in, or you're six months in, you know, that's okay to tell your manager or to tell a colleague and to say, you know, could we work 30 minutes at a time on one topic? And uh, so I can get better at that. And so, and, and just take that, And then say, you know, maybe, and then off, you know, I think it's always good to do value exchanges, whether we're we're, uh, selling and and kind of, uh, you know, doing that in our sales, but even just with each other, you know, with your colleagues, hey, I you know, I'm a really good proofreader or I'm a great, you know, LinkedIn poster, I'll I'll take that. And really right now work as a cohort and a team to to trade skills. Um, But I would be real honest about what you are not, good at and what you need help with, because that's going to help your marketing teams. That's going to help your managers really actually give you some constructive help versus, you know, versus just a, you know, chin up kind of advice.
1: Yeah, it's a perfect time to consume. Like if you're, if you've got a, a your company is expanding their product line and you've not had the time over the past six months or one year to get up to speed on what that new that new pillar is or new thing that you're adding, this is the perfect time to get completely immersed in that and learn it. And then we were talking about it a little bit before we were recording. There's also, there are still going to be points to where, you know, we're all working from home. We're not doing the traveling. We're not doing those things that kind of energize us. It's okay on a Tuesday afternoon to, for it to be a little bit unproductive and to not, you know, to, to kind of have those moments to where you ebb and flow and how you feel about things. And, I feel like it's getting better now. I feel like we're getting to the point where things are starting to recover and open back up and, and people are kind of ready to do business again. But there will certainly continue to be these times to where it's it's it wears on you. Sitting at your desk for X number of hours per day wears on you. And having somebody that you can talk whether it's a peer in your team or a peer that lives somewhere else, somebody that you can connect with and and just you know, talk talk shop or not talk shop, whatever the case may be. And to kind of um you know, see where they're feeling and see uh see what's working for them and what's not working for them. Just have somebody that you can connect with at the company or outside of the company.
0: So the podcast message is pretty similar, right? You gotta up your game, you gotta be the best at the time uh that we're in right now and do it better than most. And I think that uh we we talk about that a lot on this show, but this is the best time ever to be better than the rest and to take care of your customers. And to find a way to solve those problems. One thing that I shared pre-recording time frame this morning is as a small business owner, the government has done a lot for me in the United States. Um, and there's a lot of bailout money that's out there right now. And it's to protect payroll and employees. And, you know, the government's not going to take care of my assets and things, but it, it is giving me a way to take care of my payroll and my employees. And if that's happening on a small scale for me, and there's been... billion dished out twice now, I think, uh, to to corporations to to take care of their payroll and their employees. And the fine print says that really only 75% of it has to go to payroll. So there is money to be out there. I don't think I'd pick up the phone and call people and say, how much did you get your PPP program from the United States government? But uh, there is money out there. Uh, We're trying to be smart and thoughtful of how we would allocate – possibly any percentage that we don't give to our employees that the government says they'll, they'll forgive us for. And so it's something to be mindful of and to say every time we let the, the bad wolf get in our head and say people are just they're going to say no, they don't have any budget, they're not going to be spending any money. Let that good wolf in the other side say, yeah, there is some money out there. There is some opportunity that's out there. Um, you might not lead with that money thing, but you might lead with how can I help and what are you guys trying to do? Is there anything I can do to help? That that might be a game changer for one one out of the ten customers you speak to this week.
1: In some of the industries that are doing well, uh, so there's some good research out there uh, talking about the economic impact. Um, so here here's kind of the the ranking of the top twelve industries. Well, I'll say from from best to worst, uh, anyhow. So biotech and pharmaceuticals, you'd expect they're Business and commerce continues to flow for them. Uh, They're doing quite well. And obviously, your mileage is going to vary on all these per area and per company and how uh, uh, broad their companies may be. Uh, So financial and business professional services doing well. Uh, Telecom, media, entertainment, which seems to make sense based off how much we're watching uh, Netflix and Amazon Prime. Uh, technology and software, uh, you know, who's a great follow is the CEO of Box, uh, Aaron. Uh, he's got some, he talks about kind of digitization and how this is, while this is a really, really challenging time, this has uh, moved up digitization in, in, uh, by two years is kind of what he's theorizing. Uh, so he's a really great follow and has some really He's a, he's a young guy, has some incredibly thoughtful things to say about what this is doing. Um, transportation, shipping, and logistics—that's uh, number five. Uh, obviously, that's you're gonna. That's gonna be some hit and misses there. Uh, some of that has been completely shut down. Some of it has has been caught in just the perfect storm there, from a positive standpoint. Wholesale. Uh, um, this was uh, energy, oil. This has actually moved down the list, given that uh, uh, oil has moved to a negative territory. Uh, so this is just over the past thirty days has shifted. And then then of course the kind of the markets that have really suffered manufacturer, retail, education, hospitals, healthcare, um, restaurants, travel and tourism, all kind of at the bottom of the list. So if you're looking to kind of profile your prospects and say, who do I go after right now? That's a good place to start. However, it still is worth doing the research and looking at an income statement, reading a balance sheet. If you don't know how to do those things, there's some great YouTube videos out there that can in five minutes show you how to do a quick and dirty review of a income statement to know how a business is doing. We also have some good material out there on TechSellsLab.com as well.
0: So Margaret, um, you are in the trenches as a seller and you know your purpose. You want to help people. Um, what, what's, what's today look like for putting you on the spot. We didn't talk about this. What's today look like for you? I mean, I know you have a busy day because we had to record early this morning. So what, what's the day look like and what's your approach to helping the people that you're trying to help today?
2: Yeah. You know, that's a a great question. And I think I feel like this week I finally have had my aha of, of of figuring out, I've kind of taken the, I mean, I've been working, but I, I I haven't felt as confident with my messaging. And I, I actually did um, this week. I had a, virtual user group with a bunch of customers that, you know, I actually don't manage, but my customer success team lets me again, run outside the la- lines and uh, lanes. And uh, so we had a virtual group and that was really helpful to hear what they were going through what, and and what they're thinking about. And so what I've, I've really started to realize, and, and I think it's a an important thing. And actually one of my BDRs who's just so good, uh, you know, said, you know, People are ready, are moving on. So in our world, we're, we kind of talk about culture a lot. So instead of thinking about, you know, asking people how they are due to COVID, we're starting to, to realize that, hey, this is the new reality. How are you planning for interns coming in this summer? How are you planning for a pride event? Uh, how are you going to plan for, um, you know, these things that are, are going to happen but are now going to happen remote? And, and actually, the, the good news is, is our technology is going to make... Make those type, uh, you know, executing on those types of things a lot easier. And so, while I'm, I, I'm kind of not overtly saying that, I'm, uh, I'm starting to ask the questions that I think are going to be, yeah, that's exactly what we're trying to think about. And So I think that, and actually, Shauna from, uh, who you know, I probably talk about every podcast. Um, that's something, some good sales technique that she taught me, and she's like completely not in tech sales. Is try to talk to people like you were their best friend and you ran up to them at a party and you had two minutes to talk to them and you could say that thing that you know they're thinking about. So, you know, Hey, are you still, uh, you look great. Are you still doing that intermittent fasting or, you know, Hey, did you make up with your, your, your spouse or your, your, uh, partner? Um, I mean, that's probably not what we're going to say in, uh, in in tech sales, but in that same regard, what are, what are our clients thinking about? And and my clients are thinking about summer interns and they're thinking about, they've got a pride festival and they've got to switch, you know, hands-on volunteering to virtual volunteering. So try to say that thing that they go, holy cow, you, you, you know, my life and I can talk to you. And then I'm also being really honest in my messaging, messaging of saying, Hey, if you just need to word vomit at me and tell me what you need my charge for my company has been to help. So don't hesitate to ask me and it doesn't have to be great. I also am asking people, Hey, do you need to meet early? You know, if you'd like to have a, I know a lot of uh, working parents are starting their days at 5am. And so, you know, do you need to, you know, would you like to talk early or would you like to talk late? Um, If we do get on a video conference, I'm saying, Hey, we don't care if we see kids in the back. It doesn't need to be clean. You don't need to have makeup on. Um, I'm going to be on video if you feel like you are. I just try to be really, really like, you know, honest about this is life. And I think that's been, that's been helpful on the calls that I have been having too. And we, I've gotten to meet, you know, prospects, kids, and, and things like that. And that's been awesome. I mean, that talk about accelerating connection um, is, uh, you know, getting, getting to meet somebody's children on a, on a first call.
0: Well, I like that, and I think I mentioned it last week or even the week before that the video interaction has been very different for me. And I've been a tech guy my whole life, but most of these type calls would have been a call. They would not have been a video. And I think now I'm finding myself doing one-on-one conversations with people that I'm coaching or people in the business world via a a Teams or Zoom meeting that is a video call that would have never happened before because – we have one call and then ten in person meetings, right so the call's always you know assumedly without makeup on and, and hiding our kids uh, so it's been very interesting to make the physical eye contact with people that normally would have just been a phone call and if you're not doing it that way, you're probably missing out on an opportunity to connect with people
1: it's It's a great way to stay focused on the conversation too. And you're not talking to a customer that is kind of hammering out emails and you're, you are yourself are not hammering out emails. It's a really good way to be focused in on the conversation. I found that for uh, employee one-on-ones, for uh, team calls, um, when we have our, our group calls and extended team, doing it on video, it, it's it been a lot more personal. It, it really has accelerated kind of the personal relationship piece. And Margaret, I think what you hit on most importantly, Goes back to the very beginning. It is um, what you're what you're talking about doing is very intentional, and it's not as if you have to research. But it's you're being very intentional intentional about the relationship and what's meaningful to them, rather than sending out that blanket email and BCCing fifty customers on that, because that's going to get shot to pieces these days. It is taking a step back and in uh, approaching a conversation with the prospect without any sort of expectation of there being an opportunity, but more just looking to to, to nurture a relationship that could hopefully at some day turn into something positive, turn into an opportunity for you. Um, but it is be you have to be really thoughtful to get to that point.
0: Well, we've talked a little bit about it, uh, but how, how, we've talked a little bit about how to go about what's next, but really how do we go about prospecting? Like, Okay. So we've tried to help everybody. We've tried to listen to everybody. We've asked everybody what we can do to help them. Um, how do we turn, how do we turn the selling back on without, without getting shot to pieces, Brian? What what are your, what are your thoughts on? I've never talked to this customer. I have no relationship with this customer. I've got to call them and explain my product line, my services to them. What do I do? How do I do that?
1: Well, I think getting tactical in that, I think, um, let's, let's assume that we've spent some good productive time over the past month and a half, kind of getting the territory in order and, uh, freshening up contacts and that kind of stuff too. I think there's an effort of, uh, prioritizing your prospects. Let's assume that you got, you know, 50 or hundred prospects that you're going after prioritizing, doing a bit of research. You could spend a week doing this, right? Like who are the first 10, 15 prospects in my territory that I'm going to go after, and then what roles am I going to go after in those accounts? Um, and then it's and then it's being very specific and putting together, you know, good messaging or reaching out for a connect on, you know, LinkedIn. But I, I think at this point you're going to have to be really smart about who you're talking to, what message you're going to go after. If you have, we all, as all account executives have these deals, probably Margaret, you probably got a handful of like that were, Going and blowing, you felt like, man, this is probably a Q1 deal or a Q2 deal for me now that's been pushed way out. Those are, I think, the perfect prospects to just reach back out to and stay in touch with, with no expectation of a deal moving forward, but just a hey, checking in on you. I know that you said that uh, when, you know, when we spoke in February that it was going to be difficult to, um, to homeschool the kids. How's that going? Tell me about what things have you learned from it? Are they finishing up a semester? Are you, are you? They're gonna have to extend out to summer, but just finding connection points to kind of keep current deals active, but then also prioritize prioritize your list of prospective customers and start to determine who the first ten or fifteen that you're gonna go after. Margaret, how how have you approached the the prospects that are stalled right now? What are you doing with those?
2: Yeah, that's a that's a great point. And I have a wonderful, uh, a wonderful uh, prospect who um, we've been working together since August. And, and she is exactly the person who taught me that she's up at 5am. And, and, and she's got her and her husband have three kids under, under five. And it, the first week we talked and she said, No, I'm really gonna, you know, the board said kind of yes. And, but we just need to get a little tighter on this and we're going to present that back in August and I'm going to really focus on it. And I just thought about that. I said, you know, I know she wants to focus on it, but I know my, what my life looks like and how busy that is. And my kids are just a tad bit older. You know, I don't know how much time she's going to have. And so that's what we called her. And we said, you know what? Um, I know you want to do this and I know you want to, you want to focus on this, but my, my hunch is that's going to be really, really hard right now. You know, could we? You know, and then we're honest with her. We said, you know, we've got a little extra time on our hands right now. Could we take this off your plate and get and help you build this? You know, help, help you refine your business case. And it's we're basically doing like the design session for how they're going to implement it. And it's basically a you know a business case or whatever it is. But it, it's work that we would do right after the project was done. So we're taking it on and we're using this as an opportunity actually to say. And what we're saying is. This is how we could have responded to COVID if we had your technology. This is how we were able to respond. And I think it's going to be actually the perfect piece to then go and visit with other people to say, "Hey, you know, nobody was right or wrong in this, but there would have, you know, you really would have been a up for much more success if you had this technology." And I think it's going to be a really nice aha to elevate our conversations with other people. So, and again, I'm working cross-functionally with marketing with with our client success with a lot of people that I don't usually get to work with that everyone is just jumping in to help. So we are, we are taking taken on work that we don't usually do and and we're really happy to do it.
1: Yeah. And you've thread a needle that takes a lot of emotional intelligence to do. I think a lot of, it's, it's probably good for myself included. All of us kind of do some reading around that too, because what would what, what what's going to be difficult for some people not to do is to push on people that are really close to signing. You know, maybe they were a month away or weeks away and they got a hard drive in sales manager that says, get it done, get it done. You still have a quota. You, hey, this customer's, you know, stage X, they're right at the finish line. Can, Why well, can't you get this thing done? That the absolute worst thing you can do is be pressure sales uh, man or woman. That, that that would be devastating to your opportunity. But you've found a great way to to kind of thread that needle of help kind of gently push the deal forward, but still be empathetic to the relationship. And those are the, the, the those are the people that are going to be successful in all of this. Um, I, there's one gentleman on my team that's incredibly good at this. He's got some retail prospective customers that are really suffering right now. And he's been nothing but supportive to them and help gently push the deal forward in some cases, but with no expectation of close. I mean, they're, they're, Their uh, income statements are a nightmare right now. They don't have cash to spend on a big tech project. But he's found a way to kind of emotional to thread that needle, push the deal gently forward with no expectation of a close. But when things turn and they will turn, he's going to be the person that rewards is rewarded uh, based off those efforts.
0: Yeah, pretty much what y'all have both said is it's being a great tech seller is the same thing that we should have been doing before and what we need to be doing now. And the emotional intelligence stuff is one that I need to read a lot about as well. But I do like Margaret's story, and it's about finding creative ways to help. Um, I've probably coached teams many times to really seek to understand what could we do to help you with this opportunity, whether it's a proposal, whether it's a use case, whether it's a, uh, a demo that's actually a real installation, something that could be sticky, you know, all these things that could help a customer be successful in these really awkward times are things that we should be doing um, to create more opportunity and to, to help our customers be successful. The, the last topic, I guess, for today is um, we've all been told no, right? I've been told no. We all don't like no's, but we've probably all grown some thick skin, what, what, what should we be doing as sellers who are going to get bad news? Um, Talked to a guy this week who's been furloughed for a week, right, companies, tech companies alike are trying to save money. What do we do with this constant kick in the gut that makes me feel like I'm never gonna turn this thing around? How do I, how do I make it through the week or the day?
1: Well, I think those of us that, that uh, LinkedIn is a really powerful tool and it's in, in in the best of times, I don't love it because it's just a chatterbox a lot of times. Now it's being used in a lot of really great ways. So I've seen some people that have lost employment, uh, that have uh, posted that they've lost their employment and they're in tech sales. And uh, everyone has, a lot of people have circled around them to help talk about really great experiences they've had with that person and about how that a company that is hiring should really look at them. So I think. First and foremost, let's let's use that opportunity to lift up people that have really struggled uh, and been fur- furloughed, or maybe even just let go altogether. I think that's one thing. Margaret, what comes to mind for you?
2: I think again, it goes back to this, like feeding the right wolf and the and the and the wrong wolf. And, and I and I don't say that to be unrealistic to your situation at all. I think, uh, but I think you need to tell yourself the right story. You know that you are furloughed for one week, you are not laid off, you know, for no. forever. You know, you are, um, you know, you know or, or you are laid off, but you have the ability to go for six months. You know, I mean, one thing I heard, and I would fact check this, is you can take $100,000 out of your 401k right now uh, with no penalty if you're, you know, really hurt by COVID. Uh, I mean, that's not awesome. But man, that can pay some bills. And so, again, I want you to think about. I want you to be realistic, but I want I want people to know that life with life is definitely going to look different. But you, if they can be okay, and to just tell you, just tell yourself the truth, but don't tell yourself more than that. Don't tell yourself that you're never going to get another job, or you're never going to find success, or you or or this or that. You know. Try to stop the story where, where the story stops, and, and that's the place that you need to start to exercise, you need to start to eat well, you need to start to you know, do some productive things to stop that spin. Because it's, it, that shame and that fear is so destructive and will, and will just eat you alive.
1: Yeah, we did a we did an episode back six months ago about uh, talking about wolves and tigers here. It was is it keeping the tiger out of the den. And it's uh, I've struggled with uh, some uh, depression or kind of, you know, late night panic scenarios. It's something I've dealt with my whole life. And the way I've in every everyone's unique, everyone's different. So this is something that's worked for me that may not work for others. Uh, but one thing that works for me is. When I do feel overwhelmed, when I do feel like uh, it's it's uh, it's too much, or I can't control this situation—which there are very few situations I can control—I um, chase it. I chase it all the way down, and that helps me resolve it. Um, and that is um, all right. So let's say that uh, workday decides they're tired of me. Okay, that's it's not the end of the world. We have we have savings. We're going to be okay. Uh, I'm still married to. Uh, you know, woman I love and uh, I've got two wonderful kiddos that uh, still want to go have ice cream with me at Brahms on a, on a Wednesday night. Um, and I, 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 I just really chase it all the way down to this is this isn't the end here. Like there's still so many beautiful and wonderful things in life. This isn't the end. And um, it helps me put things back in perspective because it doesn't even necessarily have to be something as drastic as losing your job. It could be just something as dr- drastic as losing a deal that you really expected to win this year. And that's that's not the end. This is just a temporary um, situation that we're going through right now.
2: Yeah. And I, and I would say, and I think, you know, gosh, Brian, now you say that, I think we used to call them the night terrors. You know, we wake yeah. up in the middle of the night, we go. <gasps> and uh, I, I thought that was just salespeople, but, but I think that, but the reality is I also have suffered from depression and anxiety. And, and I think the reality is many of us are going to suffer from depression and anxiety right now. It, and every, almost every company is giving you resources I want you to take advantage of them. I want you to tell somebody. I want you to think about talking to somebody professionally about the reality of what you're feeling. If you are snapping, if you are crying, if you're tearing up a lot, you know, if you are getting more angry than you used to, these are signs of depression. And, And it's okay. And they will not be there forever. And they you know, but it's something to deal with and it it might be something you deal with for three months. It might be something you deal with for your whole life, but it doesn't have to be forever. Like who wouldn't be depressed in this instance? And so give yourself a break and talk to people. We can do that now virtually. And, um, and and so I, that's, uh, that's what I would also encourage and lean in and get some, and get help where you need it because you know, we are only human.
0: No doubt. And it is a heavy conversation, but it's also very real. Uh, take care of yourself, people, and uh, get the help where you need it. I, I remember that episode, Brian, about the tiger in the cave. And do you think we started Tiger King? Like, do you think we had that idea when the the Zalia
1: series was created? Well, we certainly can't. Rule discount out. that yeah. Yeah. yeah no certainly can't discount it i mean texas oklahoma
2: i mean that's podcast, close.
0: podcast close. on tigers podcast on tigers that's um,
2: right
0: no royalty check coming i'm sure but just a, something, <laughs> something to think about and to lighten the mood as we wrap up the podcast so hopefully last week everyone learned how to have a little stress with purpose find that purpose pick the right wolf hopefully this week we've put you in a right mindset to go attack what you need to attack, help where you can help and take care of yourself the best way you can. Margaret, thanks for joining the show again. As always, don't be average. Average is the enemy. Find your purpose. Take care of yourself. Thanks for listening to the tech sale show. Thanks everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Tech Sales Show. Subscribe to our email list at www.techsaleshow.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Tech Sales Show.
1: Until next week, average is the enemy.